This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heinemann. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Welcome back to another episode of the Mark Podcast. I'm Mary Margaret here with Elizabeth. Hi. And um, and we're really excited about this episode. It's actually airing, releasing on a Friday instead of a Monday like usual because mm-hmm. Monday is Christmas Eve. Merry so, Christmas, so, everyone. Merry Christmas to you. We hope that maybe you will listen to this while you're driving. Yeah. And, you know, maybe to and from a Christmas event to mm-hmm. visit family, things like that. And do you know what you can do for us to give us a happy Christmas is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Best gift ever. Best gift ever. So we would love you for it. Yeah. And um, and plus, so if you have not done that yet, it'd be great. Plus it helps other people find the podcast, which is really what we're going for here. Exactly. So yeah. um, if you will take a minute and do that, we would greatly appreciate it. And as we kick off today's episode, um, part of what we're going to do today is a giveaway. Yes. I because mean, we're in the Christmas spirit. I know. We want to give stuff away. Yes. So Elizabeth, will you tell everybody what they're going to get? through this giveaway? Well, they are going to get a book that we're going to talk about on the podcast today, Ministry to Women by Kelly King. Ooh. Ooh. So we'll have all the details on how to win that and um, all the giveaway rules and all that kind of stuff. When in, it closes, all that kind of yes, stuff. In the blog post that is our show notes. So you can go to lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. Yep, and you'll find all of it there. Um, But now, let's get into the episode. Kelly King, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. We're glad you're here. Um, This is, I've I've been really looking forward to this, um, because I really love your new book. And this has been something you've been working on for a long time. It has. How long have you been in women's ministry in one way or another? Oh, Mary Margaret. Okay, so if you count the time, really, starting small groups um, in college, Mm -hmm. so that would have been in the early 80s. Yeah. So yeah, thirty five years or that's so. That's awesome. When you when you know you can't say that's technical. Like I was in a yeah. church, but even when I first graduated from college, I was leading a small group of women and yeah. discipling them. I love it. I love it. That's been you've got some experience behind you to have written a book like this. And so you know, how would you? I, I feel like one. We're just going to dive right in since I feel Let's like do it. if y'all have not um, listened to Kelly's other episode a few months ago, go back and listen to that because you can get to know her a little bit better. But today, I want you. Can you kind of help define what women's ministry is? Well, let's. Yeah. Or maybe to, what, to really what it is, what it, it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, because I think sometimes we have always put it, and, and it has morphed, Mary Margaret. I mean, really, when I think about back in the 80s, maybe when women's ministry was kind of getting this new name and people were really thinking through this, it really was revolving around programs because yeah. we were in a time when churches were really programmatic. Mm-hmm. So people had different things that they, maybe they had a singles ministry, maybe they had a men's ministry or whatever, but there was a women's ministry. And so um, that began the the process. And then you started seeing Bible studies. In fact, you know, Lifeway really was at the forefront of yeah. You know, and Beth Moore's studies, those were really some of the front runners of women's Bible studies in the form that they're in, especially today. And so that just blossomed and grew. Um, But really, when you look at women's ministry today, it's not so much a program, but it's a lifestyle. Mm. It is a calling. It is that great commandment. It's the great commission. It is that we're all called to make disciples. And so when you look at the church, 
and you look at, at your congregation, I would probably guess that at least half or more than half are women. Yeah. So how are we ministering to one another? How are we ministering to women in the community, in our families, in the world? How are we making an impact in the world? So uh, that's that's really a little bit like, what is that great commission? What yeah. is the great commandment? I love it. Yeah. Because I think that really simplifies it in a way mm-hmm. that maybe me and my peers and a lot of people like in my generation and, mm-hmm. you know, Elizabeth, the same for you, because we're we're right about the same age, right. you know, that have a perception about women's ministry that I think is not an accurate one of of the state of women's ministry today. Yes, that's so good. And, and I think that there's probably some truth to the perceptions because they've seen what it maybe was or maybe what they don't like about it. Yeah. And so. And I've read blogs and articles from from younger women who are just like, I hate women's ministry. It's all cupcakes and doilies and feel good. And it's all about identity and me. And and you know what? Unfortunately, that still happens some. Yeah, Um, I, I see it. But I think really as we move forward and for your generation and and millennials and the Gen Z generation, we look at. It's not just about us and our who who we are, but it's about who we are in Christ, and it's mm-hmm. about the Redeemer. It's about the gospel. It's it's really gospel centric. Yeah, and it's it's not the same as it was, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago. And I think the the heart elements of it are still the same of ministering to the needs of women right where they are. But I think just the way that we go about it in the local church is just different. Um, now and I'm in a, I think there's a lot of good to that in a sense and a lot of a lot of good forward growth and also just recognizing kind of where women are today because even you know and I probably said this somewhere on the podcast at some point um I remember when I first applied for this job at Lifeway and it was in the, my first job right. was in women's ministry. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm like, that's what my mom <laughs> and her friends do. Like, yes. and mm-hmm. honestly is like a 28 year old at the time. I didn't see my place in women's ministry in the church because I'd always been involved in student mm-hmm. ministry. And, you know, to that point it's like, I really, because of my involvement in student ministry, I had not really found my place as a woman in the church. And mm-hmm. and I think even if you're not involved in the church, you know, maybe as a millennial, a lot of you are struggling to to do more than just show up, but to mm-hmm. serve and to be a part. And and so I guess that would be a next question is like, how can the next generation of women get involved in ministry to women in the local church and feel like they're a part of it? That's a good question. Um, in fact, this is so interesting that we're having this conversation. I really had not planned on this, but last night I was at church and I was with um, two younger women. And I, I would not say that they would see themselves as part of women's ministry per se, Yeah. but they are young women. And I just I'm fairly new in my church. I've been there a little over a year, but I'm I'm starting to get to know a lot of people and just seeing the needs and what does that look like. And so we're just chatting and I just said, um, can I ask you all a question? I said, maybe this is so out there and I don't know if this is even a need. And they were probably like, yeah, it's probably a need. (laughs) And I said, but I, I see this and y'all tell me if you would even want to do this. And I just said, if I started a discipleship group with with women your age in my home on Sunday nights, would that be, would that meet a need in our church? And they both went, yes, we're there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I had not talked to anybody. I had not even, you know, I, I had prayed about it and I had really since that the Lord was doing something there. And what, what I'd noticed was that I was, 
you know, I was developing relationships with these younger women. Yeah. But I thought, I don't know where they are spiritually. And they were just like, we need this. We need mm-hmm. accountability. Yep. And mm-hmm. we want someone your age to do this. And they said, we see women all the time in our church that are your age and they have so much to offer. And yet they don't make time for us. And yeah. that, that just hurts my heart, yeah. you know, to hear that. And it was just a reminder that my, it just starts with you just reaching out mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear conversations on both sides of that, you know, in my job and then also in my among my peers. And I feel like on both sides, people are like, it's really just they're afraid. I think to people my age are afraid to ask for a mentor or to say, hey, could you, you know, have coffee with me? And and I encouraged one of my friends. She was like, how do I just ask someone to be my mentor? And I was like, maybe don't start with something <laughs> like be my mentor, you know, because that can right. be intimidating. Yeah. But I was like, just start with like, hey, I would love to treat you to coffee one time and just talk with you or say, hey, I'm reading this book. Will you read this book with me? Or I would love to go through this Bible study with you. Is that something that mm-hmm. you could do with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think on the other side, the women, the older women are afraid that they have nothing to offer or that they don't have time. But it's really it doesn't have to be like this. F- we're stuck together for our whole lives. That's like right. Because it could be that you get together and have coffee and mm-hmm. it's served its purpose. And now you have a friend and and you may not meet like every week or something. It may just yeah. be like, hey, call me if you ever need anything. And mm-hmm. you do. You know, it doesn't have to be like a full lifetime commitment. Just try it out, you know. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I mean, in yeah. fact, I mean, I just saw one of the young women here at Lifeway when mm-hmm. I was coming down to do the podcast. And she was, I mean, I did not know her until mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. It's probably been over a month ago. And she reached out to me. Yeah. And she said, hey, I know who you are. I'd really like to just learn from you a little bit about your work here at Lifeway Mm -hmm. and can you can you go to coffee and I was like absolutely and we've just really kind of struck up a little friendship I mean Mm -hmm. I don't see her every day I don't talk to her every day but now I know her and she knows me Mm -hmm. and I had another young lady from HR that just said can we go to lunch and Uh I I think it is I mean Elizabeth you just said I mean it's really about relationship Mm -hmm. and then it's then you can get into those spiritual conversations right. and it is an ongoing just yeah. life. It's it's your whole life. Yeah. yeah I, I recently heard um, Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams on mm-hmm. Annie Downs podcast and they were talking about they have someone in their lives who is um, I think she calls herself the girl down the hall <laughs> and she does actually do some like more formal mentoring with them. But she also said. I'm I'm the girl down the hall. So if you need something, just call me. I'm I'm just right down the hall kind of thing. And yeah. she's not literally down the hall from them, right. but they were like everybody needs a girl down the hall. And mm-hmm. that is not necessarily a huge time commitment to be the girl down the hall for people. It's just kind of like somebody who's just a little bit ahead yep. in whatever way. It could be age, but it may not be age. It may be in another way like your kids are older or something and that you can just kind of be like, "Hey, if you ever need a girl down the hall to just run something by, I'm I'm your girl down the hall. And so just kind of like, I felt like that was a cool way to phrase that to kind of, it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off because it's not like, oh, we're now, I'm now your mentor and I have to be so wise <laughs> and like, you know, and that's intimidating. Yeah. But it to is. just be like, yeah, if you need something, I'm right down the hall if you need anything. So I, I really like that phrasing. That is. And yeah. so many of us want to ask the question. I feel like I've gotten this at a lot of conferences and events the last few years that women will look at me, I think at this stage of my life or ask this question at a Q and a or something and say, well, who's supposed to do the asking? 
Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, would the older woman, the younger woman, like, who is supposed to, like, engage, like, begin the conversation? And it's like, if the Lord's prompting you to, and puts somebody else on your heart, whether you're the older or younger woman, just ask. Right. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. we, the worst thing she can say is no. Yeah. Right. And, you know, or like, hey, like, I, and it's okay to say no to, like, if you know that right. Like, right now, like, you just don't have time for something else. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, most of the time women are going to say yes. Yeah. And, and it's funny now, too, like, just there are a lot of young women here at Lifeway that, like, mm-hmm. we all run into. And I've had lunch with a couple of those girls recently of just, and they're, you know, I usually want to see myself as the younger woman in most scenarios, but then in some lately I have been the older one. Yeah, that's, that's kind of starting to happen. Yes, that's yeah. weird. And, you know, just making that transition. And then, you know, but so often, like, you can look around at your church on a Sunday morning and see, like, who do you not know? You know, who is it that other people are talking about that saying, oh, you would love to connect with her or mm-hmm. even just that she's new or whatever. So many of us, I think, sit in our same seat or pew or whatever it is at your church, theater seat. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, but but we stay in our same spot, talk to the same people. We go through mm-hmm. our same routine. And oftentimes we are not looking around and like, who else is new here? And like, who can like, Lord, who do you want me to see this morning? And, mm-hmm. you know, what would change about our, our lives and our ministry and just our friendships if we just prayed on Sunday mornings or anytime we go to church, like, Lord, who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to connect with? And because that's so much the heart of women's ministry is just connecting with other women in the church. Right. Absolutely. Right. And connecting with people in your community, too, or people that you yeah. meet. Uh, there are two young women, um, and I say young, but they're younger than me, so that's you know not saying a whole lot anymore. But um, <laughs> they have just moved to Nashville in the last year, and somebody connected me to them. Mm-hmm. And my husband was gone one weekend on a youth retreat with with the kids from our church, and I thought, well, I'm not having lunch with anybody. I mean, like I'm just at home. It's a Saturday, and I thought of this one young woman that I had we had just met and I thought I'm just going to check on her and just mm-hmm. see what she's got going on yeah well she didn't have anything going on and you know just to have that conversation she's lonely you know she's just moved here she's struggling with you know I'm in a new town and what does this yeah. look like and so I think we just need to be available and like you said Mary Margaret just like be intentional and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he's kind of nudging you if someone comes to your mind reach out yeah you mm-hmm. never know what that's going to mean to them mm-hmm. yeah I was just going to say, I think that goes both ways. Um, we tend to think about it as the young women or the older women reaching out to the younger women. But the same is true for younger women reaching out to older women. Like you mm-hmm. might really minister, minister to someone by asking them yeah. to pour into you. You know, that's a, a thing that's very real. And I know a lot of older women after they retire sometimes are like, what do I do now? What can I contribute? And they can contribute so much. <laughs> and so just trying to to help them to navigate that by pouring into you. I mean, it's just a mutual relationship every time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that we forget. And um, so we act like we're Sometimes I'm intimidated to ask someone to be my mentor because I'm like, well, gosh, that's asking so much of her Mm -hmm. to do that. But it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, they're going to get stuff out of it just like you do. So it's a mutual gain, I guess. I I think the first time a younger woman maybe said that to me, like Mm -hmm. they use those words, like, would you mentor (laughs) me? There is that moment where you go, okay, I really need you to tell me what that means to you. And and so there is a definition of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of going... 
let's go have breakfast or whatever right. and let's just talk about this. What does this look like to you? And yeah. when she asked me that, I, you know, those thoughts of, oh, goodness, I don't know. If t- I don't know if I have time to do another Bible study. I don't know right, if I have time to do right. this. Da, yeah. da. And we just sat down and it was really she just wanted to get together every couple of weeks and just really kind of just get talk to know about me. Life. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh, I can do this. Yes. Yeah, I can do yeah. this. And it really, that it was almost a, a relief. Like, and, and we did do some books together. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say, hey, she was newly married. Mm-hmm. So we did a marriage book together. Yeah, and we even had her, she and her husband came over for dinner, yeah. you know, one night. And yeah. so that we could talk about stuff and just kind of think through things. So, yeah, it's just being, yeah. it's just being hospitable, which I'm learning a lot about hospitality and as a mm-hmm. leader. And, um, In fact, that's really kind of a theme for me next year, I think, for 2019, is what does it mean to be a hospitable leader? Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you say that because I was just about to talk about how hospitable you are. That's funny. And, you know, I've been in your home several times and um, and several of those times it's been with like a whole crowd of people, like a crowd of people, (laughs) you know, that you are saying like, oh, like, let's not go out. Like, come to my house. Like, we want to open our doors and, and all of that. And then, too, like you just had me and my husband and then our friend Savannah and her boyfriend over for dinner and like the six of us had the best time. It was so fun. And it was so much, the food was delicious, but like, and mm-hmm. you have such a warm home and a warm personality oh, about you. And I think it just, it's, it's that thing too, that like, I hope that like what I'm about to say makes sense when I say it out loud, cause I'm, it's like a pro- thought and process. But, um, I remember a couple of years ago when you and I were talking about an event that was, oh, no. that we were going to do, <laughs> you do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, but I'm worried. <laughs> and, and I just remember being like, people don't care about centerpieces and like oh, that's all of this. Funny. And I yes. was in a sassy mood that day. And like, I remember feeling sassy. So let me just preface all of this with that. <laughs> but like, I have watched how. There is something about like, for me, I just see it as like the extra thing that like I don't have time to do or that like doesn't really matter in the long run to have like a pretty something on the table. Like Mm -hmm. that's just it's I don't I don't naturally think of like what would make this room prettier or more warm. or I'm just like, oh, do we have everything we need? Okay, good. And (laughs) and then you just said, no, like I'm we're going to decorate these tables and like but not like full blown decorate the tables, but like we're going to put some stuff on here. Uh And like, this is why. And I was like, okay, And and then you did it. And I was like, that that really made a big difference. Like it really, and women commented on it. And women it, comment on and, it. And they, and I think it was one of those things that like I needed to be reminded to, I think so, so many women in my generation, I'm not trying to make a total blanket statement sure. here, but have, have so deconstructed women's ministry, you know, decorations and tables and all of this kind of stuff to the point of going, we don't need any of that, that it's like we're missing out on, on some opportunities to use people's giftedness mm-hmm. and to bring some real personality and warmth and stuff like that. And not that it has to be with that, like everybody at Christmas decorates a table thing, but like whatever right. that is, right. you know, but just to warm something up and to bring your personality into it. I think I've watched how you've used those gifts so well as a leader Thanks. and and how it has impacted the people in the room and in that space and doing those things that I needed to see. And I'm grateful for that. Well, and I think it's, you do it with purpose too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just, and, and women do like beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think there is a balance there. Yeah. Of, you know, women can go overboard with that and spend a lot of money on things that really, you know, you just have to kind of put that all in perspective. And, um, but they do notice when, even the other day we were having a meeting, you know, here in this area and we had some women leaders come in and I went to Target and I found some little Christmas tree things and, and I, you know, I just put them on the center, you know, I just yeah. put it out. And my husband teases me that there is never a conference that I do without candy because <laughs> I'm like, it's my bribe to get you to come to my conference. Yeah. And, you know, I, 
people notice. I mean, even they the guys, do. the guys walked. I mean, there were guys that walked by our room and they were just like, well, that's the pretty room. Like, that's really yeah. the, that's they've got it all fixed up. And there was something waiting for them when they came. Yeah. And there is. And that's not just a, a name. That's not something for women's ministry, but it is part, part of that hospitality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even this Saturday. Um, so my husband and I are empty nesters and we are not having Christmas at our house this year. So. There was a part of us that was like, wow, do we get all the Christmas stuff out? Because yeah. we're going back to Oklahoma for Christmas. We're not even going to be here Christmas Day. And so I I forced, I forced myself to say, you know what? I am going to do this. And so I invited all the women from my church to come over for brunch on Saturday. Mm, yeah. I have no idea how many are going to show up. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was it was the motivation I needed yeah. to go, you are going to you are going to make this. You're going to get mm-hmm. everything out, and you're going to make this a great experience for the ladies who yeah. come. And because one of the things I realized when I did my assessment, which in, in the book you'll, you'll find an assessment of how to find out the needs of your women. One mm-hmm. of the number one things they said was that they wanted to be more connected and yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to have time to get to know each other. So that doesn't always happen in a Bible study. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. always happen at, you know, even at an event where mm-hmm. you have a speaker. Yep. But it can happen in a home where you're having mm-hmm. coffee and you're just sitting around talking. Yep. So yeah. that's why we're doing it. It's not to be fluffy. It's not mm-hmm. to just do, you know, something. To just put something yes. on the calendar. Yeah. Right. And, and and then I just, I was like, well, gosh, man, we need to do, we need to have purpose in this, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I really was thinking, well, how can I connect this with kind of something that's a little more missional? And so my church already has a connection with the elementary school next to us. And mm-hmm. so I, I found out the lady who's in charge of that, how many teachers does that elementary have? And so I've asked the ladies, bring a $10 gift card, and we're going to gift that to the teachers That's at so our fun. local school. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I mean, you can do something fun, but you can also have purpose in it. Yeah. Right. And what else are some of the like the tools or things that they will find in the book Ministry to Women? You know, who who is this book for and kind of who is it will be most helpful to? Yeah, um, good question. Really, um, when we started looking at this, it's for the person who's never done this before. Mm. It's really for the beginner, the one who just needs, where do I start? How do I do this? But it can be for someone who's done ministry for a long time, who just needs a fresh look at things, Mm -hmm. who maybe needs to say, maybe I just need some ideas. Mm -hmm. And so it's really practical. There's a lot of bullet points. There's a lot of just Mm -hmm. little sidebars, things like that. But there's things on how to build a team, how to do discipleship and Bible studies, um, why, why do we have events and how do you do that? Um, there's even serious ones on, you know, messy ministry and ministering to women in crisis, which yeah. sometimes we don't think about that being part of women's ministry, but our women are hurting. Mm-hmm. And in those safe places of being around women, then we open ourselves up to saying, this is what's going on in my life. Yeah. And so we, we had to address that. And then outreach and evangelism Mm -hmm. you know we tend to put that into well that's just you know a different part of the church or whatever no it's it's that's still part of what we all do so whatever you're doing we are the church so whatever you do with women well it needs to have that involved in it so having a good balance of all the aspects of ministry Mm -hmm. I love that and I think that that's going to be super it's going to be helpful to a lot of women and and some of you too I was talking to another ministry leader today and they just said you know sometimes it's good for us that have been in ministry for a long time to just take those points of evaluation and going is what I'm doing still helpful like does it need like a breath of fresh air does it need another look and so even for some of you that maybe have been in church ministry for a long time you know Mm -hmm. it's, it's time to just take a look at things and 
you know, you may be 25 years old listening to this and knowing that the Lord is calling you to do something to activate the women in your church because maybe there's not mm-hmm. something for them. And so it doesn't matter what age you are, what life stage you're in. If the Lord's prompting you to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, this is so funny you say that because I remember just getting out of college and finding a church home. I needed to find a church home where, where I was starting my job and all that and found a, a group of of young singles and professionals and started attending this class. And so some of the, the ladies in the class asked if we could do a Bible study together. Right. Yeah. And so we just met in my apartment and we started doing this. And I remember the education guy stopping me in the hall and one day and he was like, who told you you could do this Bible study? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of looked at him and I, 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 honest, I really was not trying to be yeah. disrespectful, but I was like, um, God did, you know, God right. told me. <laughs> and he never said anything else about it, but I just thought, you know what? He wasn't doing anything. I'm like, he wasn't yeah. doing anything for women or for women's Bible study or getting people mm-hmm. on the word. And so, yeah, do it. I <laughs> right. love it. Just do the thing. Am I just telling people to go rogue in their I churches? I was going to say, I do you mean, have anything yeah. in the book about other minister staff, like how to how to talk with them about women's ministry and or what are your pointers for that? Because I know there are some churches that the whether it's the education minister or the community groups minister or the pastor, they kind of want to talk through all of that and they want to be involved in women's ministry. So what do you have for as far as communicating with them and do you ask permission? How how does all of that go down? And uh, what tips yeah. do you have? Because I know that's a question we get a lot. Yeah, well, I, I definitely was naive and a little rebellious right. probably <laughs> in my 20s when I did that. But I've learned a lot that yeah. really, as the Lord has put those authorities mm-hmm. over us, we really do need to submit to the authorities that God has placed in our local churches. And there is a little section in the back on communicating to male staff. Okay. And some, you know, how, how do you get your points across? But that's when I have a pastor tell me I don't like women's ministry mm-hmm. and I dig a little deeper, it's because women have done something that was maybe it overlapped with the programming that they were right, doing or maybe right. they just didn't consider that maybe and a woman can naively do this and say, well, I just didn't know or right. I just thought that we could do this. It's not like they're trying to yeah. rebel against what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they really do need to just find out who do they need to report to and how mm-hmm. do they make sure you know for for my church right now it's a smaller church but our discipleship pastor is the mm-hmm. one who I I wouldn't say I report to but I'm a volunteer leader right and so but I you run, run things, things by him I, yeah. absolutely I will email him and I'll say I'm considering this Bible study um can can you tell me if this is going to you know what does the church calendar look like and mm-hmm. are you okay with that is that going to interfere and you know I want their input and I think it's I think it's right to do that. Yeah. yeah. And the more that you just, you don't want to over communicate, but the more that you leave those lines of communication open, mm-hmm. ask questions, throw stuff out there, the more that they're probably going to trust you with what it is that you feel like God's right. called you to do. That's true. And I think for some of us, it's like, it's easy to just go rogue or it's easy to over communicate and mm-hmm. then they feel overwhelmed. But if you can find like a good middle of the road place somewhere in there to say, you know, like I, I want to be a help. I want to be a value. Like, can I run some things by you periodically? And if it's, and I feel like we've hit on this, like in blog posts and all this kind of stuff, but like when you're communicating, especially with men on a church staff, make it really short and simple, yep. very straightforward. And like they, they do best with bullet points 
rather than paragraphs. And so any way that you can help make them understand um, those things, even here at work, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but like with my boss, I've just learned that we have a monthly update where he and I have an hour just for me to really me to update him on things I'm working on. But also at the same time, it's him giving me anything that I need to know. I like they were weird at first and I didn't know, like, I was like, I don't, I just sort of like talked for an hour and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at him going, he's just staring back at me and like looks real overwhelmed. And so I started making an agenda. And so honestly, it has made our meetings usually shorter, but we cover everything that I needed to talk about. But he also can look at it as we're going down the list and check, he likes to check things off. Right. Uh-huh. And it's just made it easier. And so those figuring out the way that the people you're serving with communicates, yeah. th- that will make a massive difference in their trust level in you and just mm-hmm. in how you can best work alongside and serve alongside, especially if you're in a volunteer position, but even also too, if you're on staff together and whatever that looks right, like. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, Mary Margaret, you know this from the events that we've done together, but I would say 85 to 90% of women who are leading the ministry to women in their church are volunteers. Yes. Would you say that? Absolutely. Number? Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yes. And, and it's really easy to feel like you can't actually do ministry to women unless you're getting a paycheck for it. And like, that's just not true. Like that's that's just a lie from the enemy trying to get you to not be totally obedient to do the thing that God is asking you to walk out because most women are in the same position that you are. And, and one thing that I love about Kelly's role here is that a ton of what she spends her time on is training women like all of you who are listening today, mm-hmm. not even just, not just ministry leaders in the church, but just women who right. feel called to lead and right. um, in mean, the I, marketplace in a ton yeah. of ways. I was going to say that's one of the, I was in the discussion when we talked about the title of this book and that's one of the reasons why we didn't name it women's ministry we named it Ministry to Women, and that was intentional because all believers are mm-hmm. minis- – like, if you're a believer, then you are engaged in ministry to women. Yes. Whether that is formally, like, in a women's mm-hmm. ministry at your church or if that's just you at your workplace yep. being a believer and being Christ representative there, that is a ministry. And chances are that you work with women no matter if you're a man or a woman, <laughs> yep. you know, you are doing ministry toward women no matter what, because women are like, what, 51% of the U.S. population or something like that. So yeah. it's at least half. And um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that, too. Like, I love it. if you're not in women's ministry, mm-hmm. um, I did air quotes there, <laughs> then <laughs> you are still a, a minister to women if you are a believer. Um and so just kind of this book can help you with that, even if you're not in that formally. Obviously, it speaks a lot to those who are kind of doing min- women's That's ministry right. at their church. But I think it can be helpful. Just provide tips for how to like how to be a good minister and help disciple mm-hmm. women and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And um, then you are prepared, obviously, if you do it with your church. But. I just think that's important to say as well, because I'm sure most of our listeners are not women's ministry leaders, you know? That's true. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've I've heard Jen Wilkins say this recently, too, mm-hmm. because some people um, will be like, well, why do we have to have something separate? Right. Why do we have to yeah. have something just for women? Yeah. And she's talked about the importance of gender specific, even mm-hmm. Bible studies. But and. Because there is an openness that happens mm-hmm. when you are with this, you know, with yeah. women that doesn't necessarily happen when you're in mixed company. Yeah. Um, you may share things that you would, are just more comfortable sharing mm-hmm. or that you can pray for one another. And mm-hmm. there, and I think 
the Lord has given gifts to men and women, and there are great ways for women to use their gifts. Yes, in the local church Absolutely. with other women too. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. for sure that that gives us such a great opportunity to to minister to one another. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, like I love our little newlyweds community group we're in. But I'm telling you, it's not the same as the women's group that I've been a part of for the last few years. Like mm-hmm. I and both are great. Both have been helpful, but like it is a the dynamic is very different. And like yeah. I just I'm not as apt to share really. Like, I mean, I'll share prayer requests, but not mm-hmm. really to to open my heart and say, here's what's going on. Because the men in the room, like, it's just not the same. And, right. and I think that there is, you know, we, we see women doing things together. Like, we just we just mm-hmm. like to hang out and like we like to do things, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just alone. And so it's it's really evident that women need community. And even Kelly, like you were saying earlier, like that they're they're legitimately asking for it. And, you know, in my role working with girls ministry leaders, that is their number one thing. Like when I have um, done some events and just been in regional cities with them, like, and I asked, like, tell me what your great, your greatest ministry need. And they said connection with other women. Like Mm -hmm. these ministry leaders are asking for connection points with other women. And so like, I try to get those women in a room together and go, y'all are asking for it. And so today's the day, like we're going to connect with one another. And, um, and I think the more that we can create opportunities for things like that to happen to just to say, let's just get together. Let's Mm -hmm. be intentional. Let's put it on the calendar and make it happen. We will begin to see the Lord do a work that only he can do. Well, and you know, there's a lot of basic even church knowledge about growth you know if a pastor wants to grow a church the simplest way to grow a church is to start new groups yep and so if women start new groups and women begin you know begin starting these groups it it will grow your church yeah yeah it absolutely will because women are women are looking for opportunities to connect mm-hmm. connect okay. with other women so yes so good. And um, and I know I mentioned this just a second ago, but you there are a ton of opportunities in 2019 for you to get some training and equipping. Yes. Um, we're going to link to those in the show notes today, but you lead um, the Women's Leadership Forum, um, both through Lifeway Women, are incredible opportunities for mm-hmm. you to come and not just sit and take stuff in and be just be a lone participant. Like those, those moments we all need, but these are truly training and equipping for you to learn and take notes and connect with other women, network, and just be a part of the bigger picture of what God's doing across the country. And those ULEAD events are going to be in 12, 12 cities. 12 cities. In yep. fact, can I share this? This yes. came up last week in a meeting and someone just, I think um, one of our marketing people just threw it out there and I was like, that is it. Because our ULEAD events are connected to Living Proof Live events with Beth Moore and the Going Beyond events with Priscilla Shire. Mm-hmm. And she just said, coming to Living Proof Live is like going to a concert coming to you like you lead is like taking a private lesson yes 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 and i was like that's it that's it's you know you we love both events and the bigger events you get to come and just soak in the great worship and teaching right. but you come to a you lead and you're getting the lesson oh yeah you're getting equipped mm-hmm. and you yeah. get to go out and use it yeah. so mm-hmm. it's such a great partnership there it really yes. is and after having been a part of those events for five years you know the thing that I would say to women so often, I said, there is an exponential factor that happens when you leave here because we know that what's going to happen with the 250 women, 400 women in this room is not going to stay here. Like you're going to take what mm-hmm. you've learned today and do something with it. And so if God is calling you in any way, shape or form to step up and lead, whether that's in your church ministry, whether that's um, just taking 
taking things to another level in your family with your kids, with the way that you are ministering that way um, in your workplace, whatever that looks like, um, these would be great opportunities for you. And so Kelly and her team are coming That's to right. 12 cities, hopefully somewhere near you um, in 2019. Or you take a road trip. Yeah. A road trip. Get your girlfriends. Yeah, that would be, be so community. fun. You can listen to some podcasts yes. while you drive. <laughs> there you go. But it all comes together in the road does. trip to Uline. Yes. So <laughs> we hope that you guys will consider coming to one of those um, and picking up a copy of Kelly's book. We'll send you a link or we'll put a link in our show notes today on where mm-hmm. you can get that through LifeWay.com or um, at your local LifeWay bookstore. But um, Kelly, thank you for your time today oh, and just for talking about this. This is so fun. Mm-hmm. It has been thank a lot you. of fun. Yes. And so don't forget to check out the show notes for um, the contest information on how mm-hmm. to participate in the giveaway of Kelly's brand new book. Yes. Um, and we do know the deadline will be January 2nd. Yes. So you do want to, you know, like take some time away from the family real quick to just enter your comment on the blog post. Yes, that's where um, it's going to be is on yeah. the blog post. Yeah. So about this episode. We'll have a link right there in the show notes, or it's in the show notes actually, is where you'll do it. So there will be a link in the iTunes, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Yeah, but there's links. You know you, you know how find to find us. it. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and do not fear when you do not hear a brand new episode from us um, until the middle of January. We're just going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. And um, we're going to be on vacation with our families and spending time um, just taking some downtime at Christmas, which I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. And then we will start re-recording in January and be back yeah. with some new episodes. So. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. It's going to be a great 2019. I know. Elizabeth, I am so grateful to have you as my co-host on the podcast. I'm grateful to be here. It's so much fun. Can I I come back? I want to come back. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Just having a little love fest here. So um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed the episode today and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Heinemann. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.